from Rocky Hill, Connecticut, and the Swamps of Jersey, this is Team Up Presents the Sunday Sprint with Luke Morrow and Jeremy Schilling for week 16 of the National Football League season. Hi, Luke. Good morning. Um, Rocky Hill, Connecticut, and you have, it's one town over from where you grew up, and you have no idea what Rocky Hill is. But, but you've lived one town over. Don't you want to explore and figure out what Rocky Hill is? Yeah, it's a town. I know. I'm familiar. I know the restaurants. I know the spots. I know, I know what it is. But, but don't what you want to know it's past? No, I don't really care. You, you don't care. Well, guess what? I'm going to find out it's past. Do you know the, 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 the reason for the naming of your town? Um, no, I don't. Yeah. I, uh, I think it's related to England, though. I think it's related to England, though. Um, okay, well, I'm trying to see, but... Um, I will find the Rocky Hill one day. Uh, Connecticut. I, I will find this out during the show, and by the end of this program, I will be able to tell you what happened. Your, your population was 19,709 during the 2010 sentence. It's the home... Of D Dinosaur Square Park. Have you ever been there? No. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, it was once the headquarters of Ames Department Stores, which ceased, oh. which ceased um, operations in 2002. Oh. Uh, it was a part of Weathersfield until it was independently incorporated in 1843. Well, there you go. So we're basically living in the same town. Yes, you are, you are living in the same town. Um, uh, why the, uh, the, there's, there's a ferry, which is purported to be the nation's oldest continuing running ferry, even though it closes every winter due to ice. Right. We're learning wonderful things here in this Wikipedia article, but not about, and, and it's the headquarters of the Connecticut Lottery. Oh, wow. Have you ever won anything in the Connecticut library, uh, a lottery? <laughs> well, may, maybe this will change your luck. Hopefully. I, I've got to figure out. Uh, did you know that your mayor is named, um, uh, sorry, your town manager, which is equivalent to a mayor, is Guy Scafili. Uh, sorry, it's Guy Scafi, S-C-A-I-F-E. With, with Mayor Claudio Bayo being the official mayor. Okay. The, the, this has become a very educational um, teeing it up. And what's also very educational, uh, I'm going to make a transition here. Uh, what is also very educational is that you guys, sorry, is that the Baltimore Ravens have found their future quarterback and this defense is playing ferocious. And this fall of Joe Flacco and rise of Lamar Jackson is absolutely remarkable. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'm still not sold on him just yet. Nor am I. Yeah, you know, I got to see him be, being able to, to throw the football, be an actual quarterback, as opposed to running it 20 times a game. I don't think that's sustainable. And uh, I'm, what I'm really interested in seeing is how things go next year. Because you give defenses an offseason to try to figure out. I mean, Tim Tebow even had some success in doing kind of somewhat of what Lamar Jackson is doing. He won six games in a row and won a playoff game. So uh, I'm curious. But what, I, what I will say is from yesterday, it shows that uh, obviously, you know, we've gotten reminders now for a couple of weeks, but 
defense can still win. But I'm curious to see how far that can take them, how far the Ravens can go in the playoffs if they do get there with a run game and a defense and the inability of football. Um, when you look at the Chargers and what happened last night and the fact that that defense held a high-powered offense to 10 points. What, if anything, do you take from that? That's concerning. You know, I, I think the Chiefs have the most complete roster. Um, I thought at this point they'd become maybe my favorite team in the league in terms of just uh, talent or, or ability. And then they go out and they lay an egg last night on national TV where they had extra time to prepare. The Ravens were traveling cross-country on a short week, and the Chargers went out and played terrible. And uh, the defense just shut them down. So that would that'd be concerning. You know, now the Chargers are pretty much still probably going to be locked in. We'll see what happens today. But probably going to be locked into the fifth seed, and that makes things much harder for them, obviously. Uh, Rivers hasn't played well on the road in the playoffs in his career. So, you know, the Chargers may have just blown their best opportunity here uh, yesterday. And now I'm concerned about them in the postseason. But... But, yeah, that was troubling because I thought the Chargers on paper maybe were the best team in the league, but you play that poorly at home against the Ravens, the team you should beat, and now all of a sudden, you know, I'm not as high on the Chargers heading into the playoffs as I was just yesterday. The town of Rocky Hill is named after the ridge along the Connecticut River in the northeast section that is now Rocky Hill River Park. Oh, okay. There you go. You, you, you should explore that. All right, I will. Thank you. Okay. Um... What do you take from Chargers, uh, sorry, from Titans uh, uh, Washington besides the fact that Malcolm Butler messed up a whole bunch of people's betting world where they picked six to finish? That was just a lousy game. Like, I'm all for defense. I'd rather have low-scoring games than high-scoring games, but that was, a deep, that was just bad quarterbacking yesterday or bad offenses. That was, that was ugly. And you have uh, the special, you know, we have the special Saturday football into the holidays. And it and lends itself to, to uh, Blaine Gabbert against Josh Thompson. Exactly what everybody wants to see as they sit home on their Saturday. So that was just lousy. But the, the Titans got a big win. Vikings came to that win. So I was happy with it. And the Titans somehow are still in the playoff race. And they could be a 10-6 and six team. I don't know how this team does it. But they could be a 10-6 and six team. Meanwhile, the Redskins, if they finish up 500 this year, I think Gruden deserves credit. Because this has been the most injured team year in and year out under Gruden. And yet, they're still right around 500 each and every year. I mean, they're playing with their fourth-string quarterback who's been out of the league for seven years or hasn't played a game in seven years. And they're still, they still have a chance to be 500 at the end of the year. So, uh, just a boring game, huh? We don't talk about politics on this show, but Colin Kaepernick alert. Just just saying. Just saying. Just saying. I'm, I'm not saying you have to sign him. I'm just saying there's there's a problem here when Josh Johnson is your quarterback and Colin Kaepernick is sitting on the sidelines from a football perspective. Yeah, could be. That's all I'm saying. Um, and, and for Titan fans, you have to wonder how Marcus Mariota is after uh, yeah. after that injury. That is not a easy injury to bounce back from. I thought Packers-Jets would be a really interesting game. Um Oh, John Gruden fired somebody else, by the way. Yes. He fired his strength coach. Jeez. Because that's been the issue. Yes, seriously. You trade your two best players on offense and defense besides Derek Carr. What do you expect? And Jerry Reese turned down an opportunity to interview for the interview for the GM job. I think that may become a reoccurring theme. I think people want to stay away from Oakland because of running that team right now. When Gruden and Mark Davis, I don't want to. I wouldn't want to be involved with that. Nope. I agree. All right, um, it, it was only last season that Gruden lured Shaw from Tom Shaw Performance where he trained athletes at ESPN's Wide World of Sports in Orlando. Yeah. 
Yeah. This is uh, the fifth strength coach that Gruden has fired during his time as an NFL head coach. Oh, jeez. Ha, 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 ha. All right. Um, anyway, where are we? I thought Packers-Jets would be an interesting matchup in Week 16. Nope. Um, so I don't know what you want to talk about with this game. I, I, I put it on here and then forgot that the Packers were eliminated from the playoffs, which is why I've spent eight minutes ranting about how you don't know the t- uh, history of the town that your family just moved to. Yeah, well, I'll just say this. Rodgers is still playing for a reason. He had the chance to sit. He didn't want to, so I think he's going to come, come out and play hard. The Packers, Rodgers hasn't won a road game in over a year, but I think he'll finally get it done today. Um. I have no confidence in this Jets team to sustain 60 minutes of solid football. That's fair. And I, 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 that's just my summary. I have no, um, I have no confidence that this is going to sustain into something, anything useful or special. So, um, that's just my opinion on that football game. And we will move on to your Vikings who face Detroit. We've talked about this game week after week after week. Luke, you're seven, six, and one. You know what the Bears can do. Can't they lock up like a high seed this week or a buy or something? Um, we've talked about this game forever for the Vikings. Where do you see yourself right now? If you look at the wild card standings, you are um, the second wild card. You have a half game lead over the Eagles because of that tie thing. Where do you put your head at? They've coughed up most of their opportunities this year. Um, yeah. Obviously, the division. But what's still at stake is if they win today, and if the Eagles lose today, which I don't think is going to happen, but if that does happen, the Vikings clinch a playoff spot today, which would be nice. And kind of surprising that they would clinch heading in already, you know, before week 17. And then on top of it, if the Vikings win today, and they win next week, and the Seahawks lose to the Chiefs tonight, well, then the Vikings will be the number five seed. And you go to probably Dallas as opposed to Chicago. We'll see how things end up stepping up. But, um, so, you know, there are still things um, that can be accomplished today for the Vikings, the big things to get into the playoffs. Uh, you know, last week was promising with the change of the offensive coordinator. They scored their most points in three years, which was just like so fitting. You know, when you fire your offensive coordinator, you go out there and you have a historic performance. Um, you feel vindicated. And it was certainly the right move, and it was a much better looking offense. So that was promising. And now I'm looking forward to seeing what happens here uh, today against Detroit on the road. They always struggle in Detroit. But this should be a game, another one of those games like last week where they should win. And last week I said, I thought it would be a statement game. I didn't think they'd actually do it, but I had, you know, it's one of those games where they should come out and make a statement. And they did, and the offense played well. And they need to do it again today to get themselves into the playoffs. Go into Detroit, beat the Lions. You're a better team. You want to be in the playoffs. You made a change of the offensive coordinator. Go in there and take care of business. I just find it fascinating that you can clinch today. It's just, it's, 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 it's a wacky NFC. Yeah, it is, and it's kind of unfortunate. I mean, we could, by the end of today, we could head into Week 17 with all six teams in the NFC, and then in the AFC, the only thing other than seeding for both sides that would be up for grabs would be um, potentially that final wild card spot. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, we may have our our 12 playoff teams here potentially uh, by the end of the day before we even get to Week 17. Which is bizarre, and not what NBC wants as they look for a good game to put on uh, Sunday Night Football. As you look at the Vikings, uh, for those who have not watched the Vikings a lot and are not going to pay attention because they are suddenly a playoff contending team, what's the one thing you need to look for besides scoring points? Yeah, well, the, 
this defense is still incredibly underrated. I mean, this was a, a top three defense last year. They brought everybody back. They add Sheldon Richardson. Now, they've had some injuries this year. The Vikings have had more injuries defensively. They've had more games lost from their starters than their other. I think it was the other top five defenses combined. Like, this has been the most injured defense amongst the, the best defenses in the league. And nobody talks about them because early in the year, you watch them on Thursday Night Football, they give up 40 points against the Rams. Uh, you know, the Saints scored like 30 points on them on Sunday Night Football. They haven't played well maybe in prime time, but they've allowed the fewest touchdowns in the league. Uh, and they surrender from their defense, take away Kirk Cousins' pick sixes. Uh, they allow the defense allows just 19 points per game, which would be top three, I think, in the league. So this is still a really good defense that nobody's talking about. And that's why I've said if they could figure out this offense like they did last week, they have all the talent in the world. This team on paper could stack up with anybody. They've just had a terrible year. So, you know, I'm still holding out hope that they can figure out this offense and make some sort of run. Um, all right, as we move forward here on the Sunday Sprint, Saints-Pittsburgh. I believe New Orleans wraps up the number one seed with a win. I'm uh, sorry, uh, uh, Saints. It has an interesting in intro, Luke. The Saints are going to face New Orleans, the, in, in the entire city. Oh. Every resident. That was, that was a great intro by me, wasn't it? Um, let's try that again. saints Steelers. Steelers are reeling. I believe the Saints lock up the number one seed with a win, correct? Uh, I think so. I think so. Um, this is just, I think this is an easy pit, uh, easy New Orleans win. It's not going to be that way. The line's only six and a half. I'm not convinced by Pittsburgh. I, I think New Orleans wins this game easily. Well, I'm surprised. The Steelers, they've played every game on the road this year has been decided by a, a single score. Uh, you know, they're a team that always plays the level of the competition. Um, they they keep, they, you know, they lose to the Raiders, and then they go and they play great against the Patriots last week. And so you have another big game here against the Saints today. I think they get up for this one as well. And the Saints, boy, could they use this return home and, and a win today against Pittsburgh because they have not been the same team over the past month. Drew Brees hasn't exceeded 203 passing yards in three weeks, I think it is. He's got like two touchdowns, four interceptions. He looks like he's getting tired as a 39-year-old here in December. So uh, they get Peggy in back, which will help because the offense really doesn't have a whole lot of weapons, and they were kind of masking their issues early in the season. But this is a different Saints team now than just a month ago, and like all of the favorites in the league right now, they too have concerns all of a sudden. So this is a really intriguing matchup. I'm looking forward to this game. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be high scoring. And I could see another Steelers win this week, but because this is the type of game, like last week against New England, that the Steelers let you down. They play terrible against the Raiders. You count them out, and then they play their best football against the best teams. That just seems to be how they operate under Mike Tomlin. So I think the Steelers might get the win. Okay, we, we shall see. Houston, Philly. Philly holding on for dear life. Houston um, trying to use the Patriots' struggles to their advantage and keep on moving on up. One note just here about the, the Patriots. Buffalo is going to be a stingy opponent. I know that line is 13 and a half. I don't like that line. I don't buy that line. I think they're going to be a stingy opponent. Just keep that in mind. Um, so here we are now. Houston, Philly. Um, Houston should win this game. I mean, they're, they're, they're the better, more complete team. I saw that last week, even though they struggled with the Jets for the first part of that game. They were the better team, and better teams wins. Wins close games better on the road. Now they face Philly, a desperate football team with Nick Foles starting, but still, I think, Luke, this is um, Houston's game to lose, and I think they'll win fairly easily. Interesting. All right, I'm going to go with the Eagles today. I know the Texans got a win last week on the road in New Jersey. 
Uh, but a Houston team, Oilers or Texas, they've never won in Philadelphia. I'm concerned about a, a warm weather team going outdoors to a cold weather site like Philadelphia in December. I know they just won outside in New York, but uh, that's a different team than this Eagles team that seems to play better for whatever reason with Nick Foles at the quarterback position. It's bizarre. I mean, is there a case to be made that he's better than Carson Wentz in that offense? I mean, I guess you can make a case. I'm still taking Carson Wentz. Yeah. I still don't trust Nick Foles, but the numbers, winning percentage over the last year, and the point scored suggest that it is a better offense with Foles, which is really odd to me, and I don't know why. But, uh, you know, they're creating a quarterback dilemma there in Philadelphia when there really shouldn't be one. Um, but, but the transition to the Texans, uh, I'll get through this real quick, but it reminded me last week, and I know they beat the Jets, that game reminded me a lot of the Eagles in 2010 with Michael Vick, one of the highest-scoring offenses in the league. They go up against the Vikings on a Tuesday night game, and the Vikings exploit Mike Vick with all these cornerback blitzes. He had no idea what he was doing. It reminded me of that last week. The Jets get after Deshaun Watson with the blitzes. They sack him six times. Uh, that season in 2010, the Eagles, the blueprint was out. They didn't score 16 points the rest of the way. They lost their final three games, knocked out first round of the playoffs. Uh, my concern for the Texans and Deshaun Watson is a similar thing. Uh, sacked six times last week on those blitzes from the Jets. Now you go up against a better pass-rushing team in the Eagles. Uh, everyone watching that game Saturday night, will the blueprint be out on how? And I know the Texans won. They came back in the second half. But will teams have a better handle to figure out Watson and this offense starting in Philadelphia? Was, was that the game that a blizzard moved to Tuesday? Exactly. Yeah. Sunday night football. It was played on a Tuesday night. Vikings got the win, and it got Leslie Frazier the full-time job, unfortunately. There you go. Chiefs, Seahawks tonight. Um, Chiefs should win this game. They've had a couple little blips on the radar recently. I think they win this game easily. I'm not convinced by Seattle. Patrick Mahomes is the real deal. And I think even in that environment, this is a great test. This, to me, is going to say a lot about how Kansas City, I believe, will do um, in the playoffs and going forward. This is as close as you can get in a game that you don't have to win. I mean, you have to win, but it's not a must-win. It's not a do-or-die game for your season, for example. But this is as close as you can get to a playoff atmosphere in the regular season. And I think this is going to be a really interesting test about how a young quarterback handles what so many believe is the most hostile environment in all of football. I agree with you about the test. I disagree with you about the result. We've had a lot of disagreements today in these outcomes. Uh, I like the Seahawks at home tonight. Um, you know, they're, they're an underdog, according to Vegas, by about three points. And um, just from that perspective, they've covered the last 11 times. They've been a home dog. Uh, you know, this is a good team still at home. Um, the Chiefs have not been the same since, since losing Kareem Hunt uh, this past month. This offense has not been as good. And you look at the Seahawks, uh, they have a good recipe to win these types of games or win in the playoffs because um, they have a run game that's in the league. They have the most rest of defense to play the fewest snaps in the league because of that run game. And they have a quarterback who's good in the biggest spots. So I think they'll be able to run the football against that lousy Chiefs defense, keep Mahomes off the field, possess the football uh, a lot longer than Kansas City, keep it a lower scoring game, and then you're at home in that environment. Maybe there'll be some, some rain tonight. I trust Russell Wilson, who has the best winning percentage in prime time of any quarterback in the last six years. So I think the Seahawks get the win tonight, and this Chiefs slide continues even more because this happens every year, and then you read. The offense starts out great, and the team seems to figure him out by the end of the year and into the playoffs. So I'm curious to see what Mahomes brings to the table tonight. But I think the Seahawks actually get the win. We shall see. I think we've done everything. That took us a while because of your inability to know where Rocky Hill is. Well, at least we know now, and you learn something new every day. It's, it's one thing, Luke, to know, like, if, if, you know, like, it's one thing if you live in a town called, you know, um, I'm, I'm going to make up, um, I'm going to make up a, a 
you know, Smithville, right? It's one thing to not know what that is because there's 10,000 Smiths in the world and, and whatever. But Rocky Hill is like the most obvious, like, wow, I wonder where Rocky Hill or what Rocky Hill is, was, may still be, etc. It's like Sleeping Giant State Park. Don't you want to know where Sleeping Giant is? Okay, there's the difference between you and I. Yeah. Clear cut. <laughs> Clear I cut. I Charleston is named Charleston. That's the town I live in, so that's all I care about. Well, what's the backstory? Well, it was originally Charles Town after King Charles of England. Uh, and then they just, uh, you know, then it became Charleston. But yeah, named after King Charles. There you go. Luke, we're getting to the end of our radio program. Uh, about town names okay um i'll i'll see what i can do about marlboro here while we what while we go through this what what is your game of the day i gotta go with the sunday night football Chiefs seahawks uh a big game pittsburgh new orleans excuse me <clears throat> i need a jim nance fix i had a dream about the cbs golf team last night i need a jim nance fix Yes, it's true. <laughs> Embarrassingly so. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Excuse me. Um, Marlboro, New Jersey, as you may know, uh, goes back to the Native American days, blah, blah, blah. Uh, where are we down here? Somewhere, somewhere. In third grade, you were going on a tour of the town. The township of Marlboro is named for the prevalence of marl, which was first discovered in the area east of the village in 1768. Marl was used extensively on farms and spread during winter months to be tilled into the soil in the spring. Marl, in case you're wondering, is a calcium carbonate or lime-rich mud or mudstone which contains vari variable amounts of clays and salt. Thank you, Wikipedia. The dominant carbonate mineral in most marls is calcite, but other carbonate material, uh, sorry, uh, minerals, excuse me, not materials, blah, 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 may be present. Marl was originally an old term loosely applied to a variety of materials, most of which occur as loose earthy deposits consisting chiefly of, of intimate mixture of clay and calcium carbonate formed under freshwater conditions. That's more than you ever wanted to know about the history of Marlboro. Yes, I still have no idea what, where the name comes from. Okay. Your sleeper game. Cowboys Buccaneers because the Buccaneers have a good offense. Uh, I think they could keep it close. I'll say that one. Um, Cowboys are going to clinch the division with a win today. I think they win that game. They should. They should. That's that's it. Uh, what is your game to watch? No golf during. There is no golf. I'm sorry. Uh, well, that's too bad. I'm to, I guess I'll just settle for actually watching the Jaguars Dolphins then. Uh, Cleveland, which is now eliminated, and Cincinnati. Sorry, can't get excited for any of those. Yeah, I just want to see Baker, like, uh, you know, continue to give it to Hugh Jackson. Uh, or, you, or you can do that, yes. Um, your upset special. Well, I like the Seahawks against the Chiefs, but I already said that one, so let me give you the Niners, who play much better at home and are playing well this month. Ooh. They could beat the Bears at home. Ooh, ooh, ooh. 
I think Arizona is going to give Los Angeles a run, but I can't call that an upset because I don't think they'll win the game. Buffalo over the Pats. I, I, the Pats are reeling. The Pats are just not the same team. Oh, absolutely. At Buffalo, not, you, you may be surprised, but Brady does not play well against the, the Bills over the no. past six years. It's people think that Tom Brady is and the Pats have dominated the AFC East. They have not. They've had problems in Miami against the Dolphins. They've had problems against the Bills, and the Jets tend to keep it close. Yeah, so I I I, I could see that today. Um, oh. my survivor game though is Los Angeles over Arizona. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I'm trying to come up with something different. You know, I like to differ. Um. Yeah, I agree with that one. And then I guess to be a little bold, maybe, I think the Browns will beat the Bengals today. Okay. We shall see. All right. We're going to do a, a, a sorry, player or, or person to watch today. Well, I was going to say Tom Brady because of his struggles against the Bills, but I'll go with the Oakland Raider fans. Final game in Oakland, Christmas Eve, uh, national TV on ESPN. I'm afraid those fans may rip that stadium apart uh, tomorrow night. All right. So here's, we're working on some fun here. Um, we're going to do a bonus question. Uh, are, are you in front of any kind of uh, thing that has the, the NFL schedule in front of you? I mean, my phone. Okay. Bring up the Week 17 schedule. All right. Okay, I have it. If nobody, if all spots are not clinched today, what game gets flexed to Sunday Night Football? Yeah, that's my guess. Because those are the, that's the only matchup, I think. It depends on Baltimore, though. Two teams that are trying to get in. It depends on Baltimore. I mean, I think the Ravens would still have the tiebreaker, and then they would need yes. a loss during the day, and one of those teams would win. Yes. Get in, I think. So, if, the Ravens, if that's the case, and the Ravens just win next week, if they play the Browns at 1 o'clock, that may remove any interest in that Sunday night game, but I would guess the Colts. Yeah, this is this is not the slate that NBC was hoping for. No. So my guess is your Vikings get flexed. Yeah, yeah that's true. Well, certainly they don't clinch today, and if the Bears have anything to play for. If the Bears lose, think about this for a second. Um... If the Bears lose and you win today, do you have a shot at the NFC North? I wish. No, they clinched them. Okay. Sorry. I, I forgot if that was a um, if that was a playoff spot they birthed or the uh, division. Um, I, think, I think your Vikings get flexed. That could be. If they don't clinch, you know, if they clinch today, though, if they win and the Eagles lose today, then that game pretty meaningless. It could have something to do with the fifth seed for the Vikings and the Bears may be able to jump to the two seed, but... Correct. That, that's what I'm saying for seeding purposes. Yeah. Because there's no way next week if you lose today and the Eagles win, you're not eliminated, correct? Correct. Uh, the, the, there's no way you get eliminated today. No, that is correct. The Vikings have the, the upper hand. That correct. Is, uh, and for me, for my money, right... Depending on what happens with the Rams and the Saints, but especially the Rams, if the Rams were to get upset somehow, or the Saints lose today, I, I think that for seeding purposes, you may get flexed to prime time if 
not everything is decided. The problem, as, 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 as you said, with uh, NBC needed Washington to win yesterday because that could have opened up Colts Titans as a possible in or out game. Washington, Philadelphia, they play each other next week. Correct. Redskins are no longer relevant. Right. So that's what messed all that up for NBC. This is a weird, weird year for them. This has happened, was it last year or the year before that they were in the same boat, that that, that everything was decided? And I think at halftime they announced a playoff schedule or something. More often than not, it kind of works out that way. I remember the Vikings-Packers for the division got flexed in, like, 2015. Yeah. Uh, I remember the Rams-Seahawks for the division back in, like, 2010. But I think more often than not, it's just either for, like, you know, whether there's a third seed or the fourth seed or just a game that's kind of meaningless. Yeah. It's a nice concept, but it has not worked out. um, No. As the NFL has wanted. Luke, thank you. Oh, 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 Luke. First of all, Merry Christmas. I'll say that on air, and I'll say that off air. Um, second of all, um, the next time you and I talk will be a significant day, and we'll be focusing on football, but a week from today is Tiger's 43rd birthday. Oh my. And at night, a brand new special on ESPN called Tiger Woods 2018 Return of the Roar airs. Are you going to watch this one-hour documentary? Even if the Sunday night game was a dud? Yeah, I'd still watch the Sunday night game. Even if it's a dud. When are you next on the air? Uh, Thursday. Thursday for what? For uh, my morning show. Okay. Thursday and Friday this week. I, I, I didn't know when, when, when Citadel and you matched up again, so. Um, yeah, Citadel not until uh, Saturday. Okay. He's Luke Morrow. I'm Jeremy Schilling. Luke, enjoy your football Sunday. Thank you. Uh, Everyone, enjoy your football Sunday.